I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mom. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Sick again, dude. Ugh. Tis the season. Well, in the spirit of giving, I just want to say that I've been going out and coughing on everyone that I can get close to. Merry Christmas. You know, but don't worry. We're going to spread the Christmas cheer to you as well today. Let's just say we've got a lot to talk about. I'm not even entirely sure how we're going to get to all of it. We've got reviews. We've got a December themed origin. I mean, I, I literally have no idea how we're going to fit it all in. Oh, Bethany, those are Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Claude. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. Let's rock it. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. I am The Real Brian. (coughs) 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 I'm Captain Influence, and I'm trying to spread the Christmas cheer, like you said. Yeah, spreading the Christmas Ah. cheer of the Christmas cough. Yeah, just the Christmas cold. Yeah. A little bit of Christmas uh, yeah. Omicron, maybe. No, well, no, no vids for me, man. <laughs> Thankfully, I, I tested negative for the vids. Although, maybe I tested negative, but maybe I had it. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible, but you just sounds like you just had a, a pretty bad cold, right? Last week. You know, it, what's interesting is the symptoms were exactly like the vids. So when I tested negative, I was I was a little surprised, but. Whatever, man. Yeah, Whatever, man. that was the issue last week. We tried. I'm not kidding. Like, we tried to get here. We tried to do an episode. We tried actually twice to get the episode. Episode. Here we go episode. again, Captain. That's right. I'll Every- take the rapist <laughs> for a thousand, Alex. Uh, well, I, I had another one, actually, that day came up on Jeopardy, and I was like, that would have been a good one. Uh, I think it was... Um, uh, no, I don't know what it was. Oh, oh shoot. fail, fail. I was like, it was one oh. of those that it wasn't one of the standard ones, but I went, oh, this is yeah. a Sean Connery one waiting to happen. But uh, you hate it when the spotlight's on you and you're like, ah, I was like, no, dang wait, it. I, well, no, uh, what yeah. I will tell you, Captain, is that the reason we weren't here last week is because I was with your mother. Just in uh, case yeah, everybody she told knows. me to say hi to you. Wait. Yes, yes. Uh, well, she That'd already work. did. Uh, <laughs> What we were going to do, no, we, we tried to do the episode last week twice. And both times, I mean, it was miserable. We were both sick. We were both just not in good shape. And so I apologize. Yeah. We we tried and it was just like we both literally contacted each other and we're like, this is not going to happen. It's just not going to yeah, happen. I, I was actually a different sick than you. So it yeah. was, it was a, which I can elaborate on later. But um, you but could yeah. go into excruciating detail, which I know a lot of people would want to hear about. Uh, not really. Well, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. Okay, no, You fine. really should. It would be Blame. one of those, like, we'd lose everybody. Be like, I didn't need to know that. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad, guys. It really oh, isn't that bad. Oh, man. No, it's, it's bad. It's uh, think aliens Brian. and... Pro- I'm sorry. Uh, what were- <laughs> Dude, hey, I just want to thank you all for being here this year. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> no, really, though. I, I thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for bearing with us as we've tried to figure out a lot of crazy things. I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out all the video stuff. I'm getting all kinds of advice going this direction. Try this strategy. Try this. Try that. I don't know what to do. I mean, I am no expert at any of this stuff. I'm just trying to have fun and have a good time and give you guys a good time and have a good <laughs> trying to give you guys a good time. We do that all the time, mm. right, Captain Influence? Yeah. 
Yeah, we just, we wallow in good times, Brian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. That's oh, our yeah. lives are so easy, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And we just want to spread that ease. That's yeah. All. Just spread the ease. You know what we want to do to you? We just want oh. you to sit back and just relax while we do it to you in your eardrums. Anyway, but what I was trying <laughs> to say, the most important thing here is thank you so much for being a part of the show. And uh, thank you for those of you who have supported the show over the years, too. It's been amazing. Um, it is that time of year. It's that end of year thing where, you know, uh, things are, are crazy. But so think about this. If you're looking for a little bit of a, uh, you know what, a year end cheer to spread, a little Christmas cheer, we could definitely use your support on Patreon or buy me a coffee. Patreon's that monthly thing. Buy me a coffee is that one time thing. And it's not literally buying me a coffee. That is just the name of the organization that you go through. It's a one time gift that you can give. Versus Patreon is like a monthly thing that you can do for, you know, a dollar a month or $10,000 a month. It's totally up to you. But yeah, anywhere in between or, or higher. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. say no to that. But I got to I gotta say, though, um, it has been tough. It has been a tough year for everybody. It's not just me. In fact, I'm, I'm blown away, Captain, how many people I've talked to that are entrepreneurs. And businesses stopped spending, especially in the marketing budgets and in other things this year. Interesting. Uh, the COVID effect kind of hit a lot of people. I'm hoping it rebounds, but there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are struggling right now. Um, you know, for those of you, nobody wants to hear this, but for those of you who don't know, this this podcast comes out of our pockets. It is a lot of money. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, ow, it hurts, man. It hurts. It's true though. It does. Um, and it's, it, we, we, basically count on a little bit of help from you guys to help offset some of these costs. It doesn't cover them. Um, so if any, anyone has any ability financially whatsoever to consider out on Patreon or buy me a coffee or whatever, that'd be amazing right now. Uh, it would really help to keep this show going. We're trying to keep this show going, like really trying to keep it going, but, um, logistics and money definitely are finite. And so it is what it is. So I'm just throwing that one out. Go to patreon.com slash, the real Brian, or is it real Brian show? I should probably know that. Uh, <laughs> <Captain> <laughs> real Brian show. You haven't mentioned it for a while. Yeah. It's Patreon. I know. See, I don't like to ask for this kind of stuff. It's patreon.com slash real Brian show. The links are going to be in the show notes. Just regardless, go there. Um, buy me a coffee is buy me a coffee.com slash. I am the real Brian. So if you want to go to that, but again, the links are going to be below in the show notes. If you're watching they're below, you can, you can see everything. It's easy to do. And of course, it's legit too. So, you know, you're actually get, this is why we use these. It goes through a company. We don't know anything about your credit card details or anything. I don't want to know, you know, so just throwing that out, but please consider it. I know many of you have said, oh yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. Now would be the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> just, just trust me when I say that I'm, I'm, we're, we're asking we're, but captain, you went on a trip. Dude, I went on a, I went on a two night and one day trip from Iowa to Colorado again. It sounds like a horror uh, story, like a horror movie. Tw 20 hours round trip wow. driving. I'd like to drive too. I don't like to fly. Uh, and I went back to just only to see my ex roommate from Australia. He came back with his family. He was in town that one day. And so I came That's back awesome. on a Friday. I spent Saturday with the guy and, and a bunch of our friends from back in the day and went home Sunday. It was well worth the trip, Brian. I'm so glad I made the trip. It was That's so awesome. awesome to see him again. I haven't seen him for seven years wow. since he got married. And, uh, and I can't happens. wait. 
Yeah, I can't wait married. to. Yeah, people get married like, and they disappear. <laughs> they just well, he he disappeared across the across the world, right? Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's so right. and, uh, and he married an Australian, and he's exactly. So now he's an ex. He's an American. Okay, he's expat, an Australian yeah, cool. citizen. Yeah, nice, nice. And they got two kids, beautiful kids. Uh, nice. And we had a really good time. And uh, good. I I have to say though, Brian, I dodged whatever you got. That's good. I dodged it because on Saturday. Early afternoon, I texted you and said, hey, dude, I think I'm free for lunch. Do you want to have lunch together? I wasn't contagious and, then, though. But you might have, but who knows? Because you, you got it started getting symptoms like a couple days later, right? It was, it was Monday. And that's, so that's, okay. yeah, we, we would have been fine, but, but, you know, either way. So, yeah. So anyway. It's um, okay. Yeah, it was a really good trip and good. I can't wait. And, and I can't wait to go to Australia to visit him and his family oh, yeah. in the next few years. I really want to make that trip. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. You said, um, you know, he's got a couple of beautiful kids and all that. Does anybody ever admit that, you know, he's got a couple of like pretty ugly, really kids, ugly kids? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're no, heinous, they, like, dear yeah, God. If, if I, if, if he had ugly kids, I wouldn't have said anything about it. I just would have said he's got yeah. a couple of kids. <laughs> he's got a couple of kids. God made a mistake with your face. Oh man. Yeah. No. That they've got good genes in that family. So yeah. I've seen some kids in this world that you're just like, <laughs> wow, that was the ugly stick. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Off the rails that. at the real bride show. Oh my gosh. I didn't mean that. I didn't, you don't mean anybody I, in particular. No, no, just let's move What on. if I was talking about myself, like God made a mistake with my face? I mean, yeah. sometimes I wonder. Can God make mistakes? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't Wait, know. Hey, he definitely didn't make a mistake with, with the never-ending story theme. They, he didn't. And, oh, what a great story. Or, or she didn't. Uh, and and I, I've got to mention this. I just I stumbled across this this last weekend. You know, the, who sang the, the never-ending story theme song? It was some some Lamal. dude, Lamal. believe it or not, named yeah. Lamal. I actually knew the and, name, and the only reason I knew the name is because we looked it up once. Because I said, "Is yeah. this a guy or a girl?" Because I wasn't yeah. sure because it's got such an intensely high voice. Oh no, it's it's, just, it's like borderline alto. The the dude in the, the if you didn't know any better, you would you would swear there's a woman singing that song. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, but Lamal, the dude, dude who sounds like a chick who sang the Nevering Story theme song, was also. Get this, the lead singer of 80s rock band Kaja Gugu. Wait, what? Yeah, which, if you'll recall. Song? Like, that yes. was the actual? No way. That's him. And if you'll recall, okay. Kaja Gugu's okay. Too Shy song was my number one in the 80s it's, song. Well, I it's think, one of your favorite countdown. songs of all time. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was I was just my mind blown when I, I didn't saw know it. I that. Like, really? I thought, I just assumed he was some Indian singer who got famous for one song. Yeah. Because Lamal sounds kind of Indian. Uh, I really, all my life for 40 years or however long it's been since Never Ending Story came out and or I figured out it was this a, a dude who sang that song. All those years, all those decades, I thought, I, I had no idea wow. that it was the lead singer of Kaja Gugu. He was a British guy. So That's amazing. I, wow. I, honestly, I thought that he was a one-hit wonder with the Never Ending Story. By the way, if you've never heard of the Never Ending Story, go watch it. It is, wow. That is a <laughs> geniusly cheesy 80s movie with incredible Wonderful. imagination one of the best imaginative movies i think i've ever seen yeah we it, it holds a it holds a very strong place in the hearts of our generation at least oh yeah that's um, so good dude so oh, that's I do. so yeah that's oh. so interesting the lead singer of kajagugu i had no idea yeah yeah and well technically wow. kajagugu was like a two-hit wonder so they had so he's they had a one super hit, hit 
So he's like a three hit one. I don't yeah. even know their other song besides Too, Too Shy. That's and I barely, I've, I think I've only heard it a couple times. So yeah. Okay, so really it's a one hit wonder with the. Let's call it a two hit wonder. <laughs> okay, well, we will give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, hey, uh, Too Shy. Yeah, Kaja Gugu, your, your, your lead singer was beaten with an ugly. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, what's funny, <laughs> I saw him in, uh, in the picture. Actually, I was like, yeah, he's a good looking dude. So there you go. There you oh, go. Brian, you, he was a good looking dude. Okay, let's move on. He's a good looking on. dude, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. You know what I want to mention, though, Captain? Uh, let, let's talk about this first, first of all, because mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that shocks me a little bit, kind of like the lead singer of Kajagugu singing The NeverEnding Story, and that would be the movie Cocaine Bear. Okay? <laughs> let's discuss this. <laughs> First of all, I heard oh. about this movie coming out and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you've got to watch this trailer. And then uh, Seven Blue Seven brought it up. Some other people brought it up and I thought, okay, we need to watch this trailer. And I mean, people are like, this is freaking hilarious. This is going to be one of the funniest movies ever made. I go, I watch the trailer and then I sent it to you and I said, go watch the trailer. Captain, what was your reaction? First of all, it reminded me of Sharknado. Uh, I, <laughs> me I, I, <laughs> I when I saw That's Cocaine awesome. Bear. By the way, the the preview actually looks pretty funny. Yeah. Um. I don't think I'll see it because it's just not my bag. But but it you looks. Behave. Oh, behave. Yeah, I say that a lot, don't I? Uh. But uh. Honestly, it it reminded me of what kind of the same dumb as Sharknado. Like like. Oh, let's yeah. throw yeah. a few million dollars at a movie that is completely ridiculous and and let's just see what let's see who bites. Basically, is what it yeah. looks like. So, yeah. But it's about a, co- a a bear that gets addicted to cocaine, right? Yep, yep, and then goes on a rampage and you know slaughters a cocaine bunch of people. Bear. Yeah, it's literally like a, a horror comedy. It is Sharknado. I mean, that's exactly what I thought of too when I watched the trailer. I was like, this is totally a Sharknado. The question is going to be this because the first Sharknado movie, I think they were trying to be pretty serious, and then clearly it was like, <laughs> no, they yeah. weren't. No, they were. I mean, they were they were <laughs> no. trying to make it a relatively serious movie. And because of the budget and other things like that, it was people were laughing at it and they went, oh. And so then from then on out, it was like, let's just have fun and, and turn it into this like phenomenon thing. But no, the very first one, they weren't trying to make a mockery of themselves. And I'm that's really weird. No, but how, that's how what's can- funny about it is that it kind of turned into that. And so you got to wonder, is this going to go down that path too? And then it's going to be like cocaine bear two, three, eight. Yeah, I, I mean, think Cocaine Bear is a much. I mean, maybe maybe, it's maybe a franchise I should, waiting to happen. Well, may, yeah, you're right, but maybe I should equate Cocaine Bear more to like um, Snakes on a Plane, because Sharknado Man. from the get go, it's a tornado with sharks flying around in it, right? It's amazing, dude. Well, it's that's amazing. that's just as dumb as dumb gets. Oh, I know, but whereas it's amazing. A Cocaine Bear can be, you can see Cocaine Bear being funny. You know, like, yeah, well, but no, but I mean, Sharknado's hilarious, dude. If you actually watch them, they're freaking hilarious. They're bad, but they're yeah. funny. So uh, here's the funny thing about cooking. First of all, my, my reaction was like, are we serious about this? Like, this is, this is where humanity <laughs> is gone. Um, that was my first reaction. I wish I would have filmed that, like watching that and going, but sorry, yeah, I didn't. Your reaction. Um, That's right. that would have been really funny. Though, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been a little meaner than uh, I should have been on that. one cause I was like, wow, <laughs> we we've, we've really devolved. Um, but I look at it now as like, yes, we have an opportunity here and uh, a great opportunity for Disney to buy the rights to it after the seventh movie. 
and then um, wokeify it or anything like that. So then it would be it wouldn't be <laughs> cocaine bear anymore. It might be like uh, you know Skittles bear or something like that, and turn it yeah, into it something cute cocaine, for kids yeah. eventually. You know, um, but that would be bear. my like, thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Skittles bear yeah. for kids. It would be kind of like Care Bears uh, meets like God, Charlie no. the Unicorn or something. No, uh, I really want Skittles, Brian. I sorry, man. Wow. Um, so cocaine bear is a true story. It's based on a true story. Did you know that? No, and neither do you. Yes, I do. Uh, I do no. know that. And and so, no, trust me, I looked it up. I actually really? know. Yes, I did. And so that's what I'm saying. Oh, I you? thought you were just pulling my chain no, again because I'm I'm e- it's easy to do. <laughs> I love that. No, and neither do you, so shut up. What was that from? That was an 80s movie. Oh, dang it. That's going to come to me. It's one of those random movie quotes. Oh, Star Trek 4. Mm, yep. He's like, did you see that? No, and neither did you, so shut up. It was the two garbage men when they saw like the the thing landing. It was when the, the bird of prey landed cloaked. Wow, dude. Wow, that was coming from what out of the pull. archives, man. Woo. What a pull. All right, so this is why I'm a movie genius. So no kidding. I looked this up. It's inspired by a true story, and I was like, there's no way this is true. <laughs> I want now. Now I want to look it up too, really okay. badly. So I'm going to give you the truth. Recording, I'm going to look. Yeah, I'm going to give you the truth of this first of all. So, okay, where the story begins and stops that is similar is that a bear in 1985 did actually ingest high amounts of cocaine. It wow. did. It got addicted to the cocaine, and then it died. Oh wait, wait, but there's there's an additional truth to it. The cocaine was dropped out of a plane by a drug smuggler, which uh-huh. you do see this in the in the preview, by the way. He's uh-huh. dropping the... We don't know anything about the guy in the actual movie, but he was a drug smuggler. He was dropping it out of the plane. The bear got it, ingested it, and then the bear died of a drug overdose. That is the real true story from 1985, and that's what this movie is based on. So there you Funny. go. That's the, that's right. the, the truth. Now, the bear going on a blood rampage... <laughs> And murdering a bunch of people while still to alive. To get more cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is completely made up. So the rest of it's, com- yeah. I just, uh, but isn't that interesting? Is at first I thought, yeah. well, this actually kind of happened, but kind that of. That is really interesting. Uh, I'm, you know, in, in the context that you presented, I'm, I'm not terribly surprised now, but. No, that makes sense. That does make sense now. So I apologize yeah. uh, for doubting you, Brian. I, I mean, I'm offended. Yeah. I'm very offended, but. I know. You'll get over it though. Um, you know what would um would would satisfy this offense though is if we talked about an origin because I think it's time, Dude, right? It's a December it? origin time. I know next week I'm excited. Um oh and we should mention before you go into that origin is that we are gonna do an episode next week, which will come out, you know, of course, Friday, December twenty-third. And then uh as of right now, we're planning to take the last week of December off, not do an episode at all. That may change, but Plan on not having an episode. And I know next week we've got kind of a very special origin, very Christmassy one. That's a really cool story. Um, but this one's a very December-y one, which we wanted yeah. to talk about last week. And and so I'm excited, man. Give it to us. Yeah. So it's it's one that Dude. most people aren't going to have. Many people will not have heard of. Um, and, Except from uh, if you're a, uh, a fan of, of Ellie Goulding, in which case then you've heard the name of the song. <laughs> but other than that. Okay. Well, yeah. So Halcyon Days. Have you ever heard Brian anyone say, "Ah, uh, reminds me of the halcyon days of my youth, back when the sun was always shining and I have not went to the bars all the time." And okay, well, like I well, said, Ellie Goulding's the only one I've heard this from. I've never. It's heard it's not a very commonly it, used phrase. Yeah, it's not, it's not very not, commonly no. used phrase. But I've always wondered what that meant, and it turns out it's a December origin. So. 
halcyon days, which have come to mean any time of happiness and contentment, are actually the 14 days around the winter solstice. So right around now. Uh, according to Greek legend, it's Greek, it has Greek origins, the halcyon, or kingfisher, which is a bird, built its floating nest around the 14th of December, during which time the gods calmed the seas for the nesting and hatching time. Interesting. Where did Halcyon Days come from? The bird's mm, name question. derives from a myth recorded by Ovid, Virgil, and Hyginus, all three of them. However, it is believed that the myth is much older, stemming from oral tradition in the Minoan civilization of Crete. It's okay. like where the, where the Minotaur and the Theseus and the Minotaur Ooh, came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, according to the story, Aeolus, the god of the winds, had a daughter named Alcyone, mm. who was Alcyone, by the way, A who was married to Saix, the king of Thessaly. Alcyon and Saix find themselves happily married before the sacrilegious tendency, before their sacrilegious tendencies leave them exposed to the fatal wrath of Zeus. The couple, buoyed by their love and good fortune, begin to call, on each, call each other Zeus and Hera, uh-oh, much oh. to the anger of the divine residents of Mount Olympus. When Saix is next at sea, Zeus throws a thunderbolt at his ship, of course, and drowns him. Morpheus, the god of dreams, then appears to Alcyon to tell her that her of her husband's fate, and overcome with grief, she throws herself into the Aegean Sea, intending to drown. Yes. Of course, that's very, very Greek tragedy. The gods are touched by this tragic show of affection and bring both characters back as Halcyon birds, now known as kingfishers. Uh-huh. So Aeolus soon decrees the god of the wind soon decrees that the seven days bracketing the winter solstice will be still and stormless. Alcyone can then enjoy a period of, of calm in which to lay her eggs and nurture her nestlings unimpeded by the weather. Now, diffusing into English parlance around the 13th century, which quite a while ago, the saying soon lost its associations with a specific time and the calendar became symbolic, suggest, suggesting a period of blissful tranquility. Today, it often refers nostalgically to the long, seemingly sun-drenched days of youth there, uh, despite or originating from a time frame in the start of winter. Mm, so there okay. you go. Okay. So now all of you listening can, can act all smart. And when you're with your family this Christmas, say something like, do you remember the halcyon days back when grandma and grandpa were still alive and they took us fishing every summer and yada, yada, yada. And they're going to like, what, what are you talking about? Halcyon <laughs> days. Oh, cool story, bro. And then you can go on Whoa, with this origin. There you so go. By the by the way, I forgot to mention, I got this origin from almanac.com and halcyondays.co.uk. Ooh. Halcyon Days is a like they're a, like a moisturizing cream company or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So they have a nice little origin on their website. So Dude. That's Boom. Cool. I appreciate yeah. that. So the the long, seemingly sun-drenched days of youth, the beautiful yeah. times, um, even though it originated from starting in the winter. Interesting. Exactly. Mm. Or starting around mm. the start of winter. So so can your halcyon days continue every year if you wanted them Thank to? You. Your halcyon days can be whatever days you want. All you right. can make, you know, in fact, our challenge to our listeners is to make every day a halcyon day. How about that? That's my goal. Today. Today yeah. is a halcyon day. Today is a halcyon day. Booyah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that, dude. Um you know, speaking of um, halcyon days and 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 fun times is Christmas. You know me, I like Christmas. I'm a huge Christmas fan and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that the North Pole 
loves to throw up in this place. Uh, last year, we titled an episode, The North Pole Threw Up in Here. Well, it happened again, and here we are. As you can see, the North Pole threw up in here. It's so funny. I get on videos, Captain, and people are like, oh, my gosh. Like you have so, I, I just want to go have like hot chocolate and you know <laughs> nibble on a candy cane. Or, and they didn't say nibble. They said suck on a candy cane, which I, you know. I'm sure right. they did. Yeah, anyway. Um, so I was just like, dude, you know, here it is. The North Pole threw up in here. Now, this is just one small representation of what has actually occurred in our place. It is out of control. It's fun, man. I love it. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to say that yes, things are Christmassy, which is great. Um, I finished the eggnog. We need more. I'm going to be making some cider this week, captain, because I, I need some, I need more oh, cider. Yes. Um, I need it too. And you know, what kind of sucks is that because of being sick, we've not done enough Christmas light tours. In fact, I think we've only really ever seen a couple houses so far. I'm feeling a little deficient in that, so I'm definitely going to need to get more Christmas light tours in my life um, starting tonight, maybe, maybe tomorrow night, something like that, get that going. But I got to say this, Captain, yeah. and this this frustrates me. We've had a lot of Christmas traditions over the years, some very special ones, and I've noticed that, and in fact, some of them have been doing since college, which is a while now, you know, and they're not happening anymore. A lot of these organizations that have put these on over the years have stopped doing them. I don't know why. They don't tell you, but it's like they just keep going away and they keep going away. And so eventually you're just like, this kind of sucks. I mean, and hmm. you're looking for other, well, okay, who else is doing Christmas traditions? I'm not finding a lot. It's like a lot of people just keep doing away with them. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's, it's, it's yeah. really sad. And I mean, it's like, okay, well, yeah, find some new traditions, but I mean, they've been special. They've been, they've been very, it's like, Hey, you, you enter into the Christmas season with these things, you know, and it's just like, well, now they're gone. And and what do you replace with them? I don't know. There, there's nobody else doing anything like them. So, and they're all different. There's all kinds of different things that these used to be. And it's a bummer, do, man. So what do your on? own make, make up for it and like pick up the ball and, and carry yeah. on those, those missing traditions. Well, okay. One of them was like an entire symphony orchestra putting on a Christmas con Christmas concert that they do every year. So we can go sit on Santa's mother's lap, but I don't, I don't have an orchestra that I can just pull out of my, um, wait, North, now that's my, a, my Santa bag over here. That's a weird one. Why, who, who stopped doing Christmas concerts and why that's different. I, I would not well, have expected that. they stopped when COVID hit. Because nobody was going but, and they haven't come back with it. But now, everyone's, other, everyone knows COVID has exploded. Everyone's exploded out of the COVID I know. Uh, blanket. I don't know. So. I don't know why they're not doing it. So it used to huh. be um, a grouping of, of like symphony members and then, you know, university members. And they'd get together and put on this amazing concert every year. It was the best Christmas concert ever. Then yeah, there are the other smaller groups like the band or the wind symphony or some of those that still do their own versions of Christmas concerts. But... To be fair, you know how much I love music. I yeah. was trained classically at a university level as well. And um, I have zero passion for scholastic music. And what I mean by that is 20th century music and, um, you know, those, those scholastic, like, I, like I modern, it, like modern classic. Modern classical, yeah, modern classical, and and by scholastic I mean the only people that really like them are professors, you know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, let's be the honest, music professors, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's this like, what is this, and who is this composer, and this song has nothing to do with Christmas, and it's this very bizarre, you know, like dissonant, 
hurts the eardrums level of music. You know, you know what I'm talking about that, that 20th century music. And by the way, for those of you who love it, this is not a hack on the music. This is just not my, it's not my bag. Not your bag, baby. It's not my bag, baby. No, I was, in fact, um, there was a a composition class when I was in college. And so I was composing, but I was composing very melodic music that people would listen to and like. And I would take it into this class. And this professor said, well, we need to do something different. And basically, here's how I here's how I could equate it. Imagine sucking on a pea. Oh, no, let me rephrase that. Imagine <laughs> eating the best dessert that you personally like. It's sweet, it's rich, it's beautiful, right? Like your your taste buds are having a party, right? That's the kind of music that I'm trying to compose, is to try to get that kind of response from you. Is it's sweet, it's beautiful, it it makes you happy, right? Well, when you bring in this 20th century dissonance style, imagine taking that wonderful dessert out of your mouth and then drinking straight apple cider vinegar. <laughs> that's what that's the only way that I can equate it is that it's bitter, it it it's sharp, it's intense, and your it's taste art, buds, Brian. Like, exactly, exactly. Now, again, there are people that like it, but most of the people that I know that like it are in the pref- professorial side of things. That's why I said the scholastic and that kind of thing. And for those who love it, more power to them. I love it. I'm not a big fan of it, but that's what a lot of these other bands do. The smaller bands is they do a lot of this weird wintery, they call it winter themes or whatever, 20th century dissonance style. And I'm like, I want the Christmas classics, man. I'm sorry. This time of year, I want the classics, bring them to me. And so this orchestra that used to put on this amazing concert every year, they would do beautiful they would do home alone theme you know they would do you know really cool music that you know you love hearing at christmas every year and people would come in and they'd bring in their santa hats and it was it was a oh they decorated the place it was it was a festive experience it was really really cool and they took it away and so you just don't get that kind of thing anymore it's kind of so i can't recreate that i don't i don't have an orchestra no of course you can't the the stuff you're describing it's not like like remember back in the mid 80s when Mannheim steamroller exploded out (laughs) on the scene and then they and they had this new take (laughs) on christmas songs (laughs) (laughs) you know that that crap Uh, so it's not it's not that is it it's it's more like they're just doing completely different stuff right it's not even christmas music Okay, it's just yeah. winter. It's theme. winter music. Okay, some someone writes a dissonant twentieth century piece and slaps a wintry name on it. I see. Which I see. is fine. Again, I, I'm not saying anything against those people. I just, I, I just want to be very clear. I'm not saying anything against people that like that kind of music. It's just not my thing, and it's clearly not a very popular genre. Otherwise, it would have gone somewhere. Right. So, you're right. Good point. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do it for the professors of the world and those that like that, then great. But for the general audience, you probably better do a few more favorites. And so that's why we don't go you to know, those concerts very much. I wonder if if uh, a couple hundred years ago or whatever, whenever the the main Christmas, you know, the Christmas carols that we all know and love, that we've all grown up with, when those were brand new, was there any pushback against those? I got to wonder. You know, like, like what, if, what if the yeah, stuff no, we no. hate right now is, is a few hundred years from now is like the new classics. Well, you know, what's interesting Never to me know. is that back then it's like, you know, you think about some, somebody was talking about a oh, holy night and mm. that wasn't even written until the 1800s. And so you think, okay. wow, that's, I didn't realize it was that new. And then there was another song that was written in 19, I want to say, well, okay. Rudolph, we think about Rudolph that was written in the 1940s, 30s. 20. Wait, what did I say it was? Within a hundred years ago. Yeah. It hasn't been that long. Right. So you think about that. Some of these, some of these songs are, are very new. 
Um, I mean, you think about Christmas movies, the, the classics that we watch were made in the forties and then there really wasn't another classic again. You had like the Rudolph and then, you know, the claymation in the sixties and Christmas story was the eighties. And then the next one was home alone and, and Christmas vacation. And so, you know, there's, and then there was a dry spill for a while. And so it's like, and you think about a lot of the Christmas movies that we have aren't that old, you know? So anyway, just, just kind of thinking that, yeah, if you were to look back, I mean, Handel's Messiah was the, that was the 1600s, I think. I want to say I should know that, but I don't. I don't remember when Handel was alive. I barely remember when Mozart was alive. So, uh, I just know it was a few hundred. 1791. Yeah, a few hundred years ago. Yeah, okay, uh, good. I'm glad. I, I studied that was Mozart. a nice, that was a nice poll, Brian. I studied Mozart. I was kind of, yeah. kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I was a big fan. Speaking of Mozart, one thing I loved that he said in the movie Amadeus, which may or may not have been true, but I'm going to say it anyway. He said, um, I write music that people want to hear and like, I don't like to write the music that no one cares about. So I kind of feel like that he probably would have said that because his music would reflect very popular themes that are also kind of simple. If you think about it, very like the Beatles or other groups that got catchy, they're in your head and they're simple. Yeah. Well, well, just throwing that out. And, and Mozart is, we're not saying Mozart's music is simple. Don't, don't it get is. us wrong. It's right. very simple, actually. He's a genius, but he, it is actually very simple music if you if you study it. It's, it's I not guess it, it depends on how you look at it. Sure. Means. The magic flute was complex. See, now we're getting into the weeds here, but it's interesting because <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. All right. But what else I love talking about and speaking of, of, of Christmassy things that are new is the Santa Clauses. You've seen the movies, right? I think we talked uh, about this. I may have seen the first one with Tim Allen way back Tim in Allen. the day. Okay, that I was 1994. That's only, yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Okay, and then Santa Claus 2 was 2002 and 3 was 2006. The first one, definitely, obviously a huge classic. The second one was fun, but that's where some of the cheese starts to kind of get into it. And the third one was, you know, it was okay. Um, I'm a huge fan of the first one and even the second one. But what's interesting is that, of course, here we are, let's say 2006 to 22. So that many years later, and math is hard. They decide to do a TV show of the Santa Clauses. Tim Allen is back. And um, booyah, right? They're going to do a this. series. It's a series on it's Netflix, right? actual series. It's on Disney. Disney oh, Disney. Plus. Okay. And so anyway, I thought, well, let's see what happens. Of course, the ratings are low, but the ratings are low with everything these days. Um, it's good. If you are a fan of the Santa Claus movies, it is a must watch. It's fantastic. Um, the, I, I've made it through episode four now and the sixth episode I think would have aired this week. And I think that's it. Just six episodes is what they were going to do, which is kind of disappointing. I wish like, okay, come back for a season two next year. Cause this is kind of fun. Yeah. But I do it year, year by year. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. The first episode, there were some, <laughs> there were some definite Disney influenced moments. And let's just say <laughs> that the North pole got woke. The elves got woke. And I was just like, why did you have to kill the magic of Christmas? I mean, really? Um, but at the same time, it's one elf primarily. Because uh, I went back and read, because then Sarah's like, I want to watch it. So we went back and I was rewatching it. And I was like, okay, it's one elf. And it. I can't tell if they're being like, let's get with the modern time. Or if they're kind of like, let's making just... Making fun of it? Kind of making fun of it, but without being disrespectful, which is good. Because I don't okay. want anybody to be disrespectful, of course, towards this. But um, it was kind of one of those, ah, whatever, I'm just going to move on. But... First episode, ironically, is the least favorite of mine so far, which is interesting. That's not good. They, they need to come out with a bang on, on shows like that. So that's too yeah, bad. Well, they do a, a really weird 
dance slash song in the first one that I was like, this is really bad. <laughs> it's 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 not even like oh that's cute for kids it's like that's really bad guys like like teletubbies bad uh yeah actually probably because wow. i never watched that but i know what you're talking about no it, it was um disturbingly bad so that but that's me where we're like okay thankfully it gets better that's all i'm gonna say it it is more fun after that and it starts to get into a very fascinating story and you start to pull together a lot of the beauty from the first movie especially the first movie they also pull together some stuff from the second and the third movie. They did keep the continuity correct, which is great. And they've had a lot of funny nods. And so as the show goes on, it definitely gets better and it's worth watching. And I will say this, Captain. I love Tim Allen. I miss Tim Allen's one-liners. And I guarantee that he writes a lot of these because I don't hear humor like this anymore. And going, because, you know, you, you go back and you you watch the Santa Claus and he's just got all these funny one-liners, you know, and it was like comedians of the day, you know, the Jerry Seinfelds too and stuff like that. And in this show, it's the same one-liners and I'm like, oh, but new oh, ones. I good. mean, it's the same style, but new line. And I'm like, these are amazing. Okay. I mean, these are funny. A lot cool. of puns, a lot of good things. So once I got past that first episode, I got to tell you, I'm loving the show. I'm hooked. I, and, and I think it's a total must watch if you're a Santa Claus um, you know, franchise fan. And I don't think Disney killed it. Surprisingly. Well, were you going to talk about that violent night trailer that we were going to watch as well? Oh speaking yeah. Of, we were going to get Christmas into that, movies. dude. Yeah, you're right. Let's thank you for bringing that up. So violent night, we saw this in the theater, uh, not, not the movie, but the trailer right. and uh, a friend of ours leaned over and he goes, Ooh, I don't know about that one. And I said, I kind of <laughs> want to go see it. And he's like, oh, that surprises me. And I'm like, no, 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 really. What did you think of the trailer though? I, you know, I love David Harbour and I love John Leguizamo a lot because, you know, he's, he's from back in the day and I just, I just appreciate everything he's in. But seeing this trailer made me a little embarrassed for humanity. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> it, on, it's, <laughs> it's die hard with Santa Claus. It, yes. it, it was a little more embarrassing with, than uh cocaine bear. I, I, oh, really? I just, I don't know. Maybe I was in a weird mood when I saw the trailer, but it's Die Hard with Santa Claus. Yeah, which is so, cool. It's it's interesting. I, yeah. you know, I th I honestly think that my opinion was based on the mood I was in that night. I must have been a little off when I watched that trailer. Yeah. So I'm thinking that now that I'm thinking about it again, I'm thinking that I probably would find it to be, to be enjoyable in some on some level. But my initial reaction was embarrassment. So what about okay. you? Well, my initial reaction was, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go see it. But here's the thing. So I saw the fat man with Mel Gibson and huh. that was, that was bloody. Um, that came out in 2020, I think. So it was, uh, uh, that's also like, it's, it's more than Die Hard meets Santa Claus. It, it's pretty intense. That's like. Interesting. I'm not even I entirely even sure. Yeah. It's, if you want a very violent Christmas Christmas movie with Santa Claus. That is, that is it right there. The fat man. Interesting. It's fascinating. Um, it, if you're not with into Mel violence Gibson of all people, yeah, he is Santa. Uh, if, if you are not into violence to that level, do not watch that movie. But if, if you're fascinated by an interesting take on Santa, it is interesting. That's, that's all I got to say. It's interesting. Like a John I Wick it's a good, of yes. John Wick meets Santa. That's, that's how I would describe it. <laughs> yes. Thank Sweet. you. Um, but Die Hard meets Santa Claus. By the way, if you don't if you don't know who uh, David Harbour is, you know, uh, dude, Stranger dude Things. Stranger Things, yeah. The, yeah. The, what is his the name? Cop. 
Totally spacing remember. his name. I don't remember names. I don't care. <laughs> the sheriff. Oh my David, god. The sheriff from I'm terrible from with his Stranger Things. Too. David Arbor. I've moved yeah. on from Stranger Things. Like we're way beyond Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Although anyway, I can't wait for the next season. Yeah. Die Hard was saying I went back and watched that trailer again though for for Violent Night, and I'm like, I'm totally gonna watch this. I may not go to the theater and see it, but I'm totally gonna watch it. So. Yeah, I'll probably watch it eventually. All right. One thing I wanted to just, I know we have talked about this so much, so much. But we've I wanna, mentioned it frequently. Yes. Well, yes. Like we've mentioned it in probably 10 episodes, but I want to make sure that we wrap this because there's a couple things that I know you wanted to say and I wanted to say, but Andor finished. We wanted to talk about this last week. Andor finished two weeks ago. Yeah. And I was so excited to just say, okay. But th- the biggest thing that I wanted to just share really quickly, and I, I think this is what's so funny to me is that I watch a lot of other movie critics and TV show critics and stuff like that. And, or, or at least I pay attention, you know, to what mm-hmm. people are saying. And I mean, when, when Mandalorian came out, it was mixed reviews. You had your people that just thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread and others that were like, this really isn't that good. You know, who wrote this crap? <laughs> and when, um, when book of Boba Fett came out, pretty much almost everybody thought this was trash. A couple people liked it. And a couple of, and then I'd say like half of the people that didn't like it thought, well, there's a few good moments, but right. who wrote this and why this was dumb. And then when Obi-Wan Kenobi came out, it was again, mixed half and half. People loved it or people didn't like it. When Andor came out, nobody was watching Star Wars anymore because people have given up on Disney and said, you guys have killed the last three shows. So forget it. We're not going to watch <laughs> it anymore. And so the ratings oh, the are irony. low and the, yeah, the ratings are low. The, the, the viewership is down. I mean, you name it, right? And all of these critics, every single 100% of these critics have all said, this is the best like Star Wars TV show that has ever been written. And some of them are saying it is the best Star Wars ever written, period. And I would say that if they're not saying that, they're saying it's the best Star Wars since the original trilogy, hands down, no questions asked. And these are people that review things and criticize things to a fault. Like they are mean about stuff. Yeah, and like so what, honest trailers, even right? Honest trailers loved it. Of all the people, and they, they make fun. Of course, they still make fun of it because why not? Oh, yeah. But they make yeah, fun yeah. of everything, and they they were usually kind of like, "This is bad people," but they're like, "This is really good." Like, <laughs> why? But nobody's watching it. So that's anyway, insane. For those Honestly. of you who have not seen Andor, Star Wars Andor, put it on your Christmas list. It is please seriously the best Star Wars since at least the trilogy. If I mean, you think it's the best Star Wars? next to empire i think it's the best yes. since the original trilogy both of us are agreeing on that every critic yeah. i'm watching is agreeing on that it's a good series it's well done um it's it's incredibly well written it's intelligent um so that's i mean that's my take on it but i know you had an extra little take on it too yeah i just want to sum up my thoughts of andor it is quite simply everyone star wars for adults yes and it totally broke the long established mold of gratuitous camp that almost every other Star Wars title has had to some degree or another. Yeah, it's true. Almost every other Star Wars. I mean, that's, again, like you said, people are, people are sick of it. And so Andor just flew right under the radar. And the peop- those of us who are lucky enough to catch it were like blown away yeah. just because this is, star- this is what Star Wars could have been all these friggin' years, folks. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? So for me, like you said, Andor is second only to episode five. It was the best written, best acted Star Wars ever. And it's weird how under the radar it's been. I you just know, when, don't get it. When you say best written, best acted, I actually agree with that one. 
Yeah, I mean, the acting was ridiculously yeah, good was in this fantastic. show. It was like, wow, these are professionals. Yep. I mean, every other Star Wars show we've seen the last, I don't know, 20 years has had really campy acting part. It's like the directors or the act. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't blame the actors. I blame the directors but and the writers. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. it's not the actors. Because a lot of the actors left the show and or, well, Liam Neeson, Alec Guinness, uh, both said that the roles were beneath them and they were kind of ashamed to do the roles because they were used to such higher level acting. Yeah. Um, and also Harrison Ford was, was like, kill me. I'm tired of this. is such, <laughs> And so that's why they killed and, off Han Solo. And oh, he was supposed to be or, in the, yeah, but that that's, so they've dude. heard this from good actors that like, I'm tired of acting like this. It's crap. Yeah. Harrison, so that, it, we're going to kill your character. We're going to kill your character <laughs> in the absolute worst star Wars movie of oh, all time. It wasn't the worst one. Trust me. It last was Jedi was worse. The, worst the one. last Jedi was worse. Oh, okay, that was uh, that was almost as bad. All right, fine. Yeah, it was worse. Wow. Trust me. Wow. But, so but, hey, everyone, but hey, it's good. Star Wars Andor's can game. be, yeah, Andor. Yeah. Is, Star Wars can be awesome. Just let's just leave it at that. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, though. I really appreciate it. As always, we we you know we love having you here. It's fun. We've got our Christmas episode next week, which I don't know what we're going to be doing Christmassy. You know, I mean, we've been doing a lot of Christmas stuff this whole month anyway. So we're going to be more than anything else. It's the Christmas episode because we're going to talk about Christmassy things, but we're going to be talking about a bunch of other things too. And it so comes out around Christmas. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's going to be. <laughs> <under>. <laughs> we won't, we won't drown you in Christmas stuff. Don't worry. I'll tell you what I will. Maybe drown we you will. With, I'll drown you with this. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Just when you thought your halcyon days were over, someone throws a box of cider donuts on the counter. Four donuts later, those days are past again. Well, you know what the music means. Wait, every time you tell me what the music means, I forget. What was it? Try sucking on a candy cane. That does actually help with memory, I hear. I need okay. to do that myself, actually. Thank you for okay. joining us. Man, I appreciate it. Please go to Patreon. Please go to buy me a copy. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. All the links are in the show notes. Really appreciate it. Have a great week. Real Brian Show, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.